Good evening. So, we have an important topic to talk about last time. Last, last week we talked about uh, how is it possible, actually it was an important class, of good people could suffer, wicked people could have good things, things of that sort. And the reason we discussed that was because we are talking about Parnassa and careers. So tonight, we're going to go back to high school or to college or for any age of life. You know, it's about, it's about you, you're, you never went to college in America, right? Well, a little bit. You did? Okay. okay. So, and that is picking a career, picking a job. Now, it's a, why is this so important? Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. If you remember a couple of lessons back, we discussed that we're obligated to do proper hishtadlis. And we talked about why we have to make efforts. Why can't we just be like in the desert and get man? We just get mana from heaven. And we said that just like in order to eat, you have to take up a spoon and put it into your mouth. Remember my breakfast? I saw yeah. Can you forget that breakfast? I hear I'm going to get seven grain bread. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the rumor. I've been stuck with whole wheat bread. It's not the same. I know. They change orders. They change orders. Okay. So just imagine my breakfast. I switched the, the seven grain bread to, to the whole wheat bread. It's all there. But if I don't eat it, I don't make the effort. I could sit there all day. You can get cold. My eggs can get so- soggy. The coffee won't be the same. And I won't even eat it. Hey, so his says we have to make the effort. Um, you know, it's interesting. I often, I, for example, Ari K just came back today from Israel. His brother's going back next week. So I remember talking, Yoni just came back last week, uh, learner, to young people. So when you're younger, you don't, a person doesn't always realize the consequences of the actions. You know, some things you can change. Now, I always tell them, or any of, any people of that sort, you have to be at a high level today. Because you're going to get married soon. And who you're, you'll marry, that will define the rest of your life. Right? You know, you, you, I, I deal all the time with people who are not religious, not talking about people in the show per se, um, who would like to do more, but their spouse, not meeting with the one person who's interested, <laughs> their spouse is not, and really, who, you're ma- who you marry, that's going to have consequences eternally. Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, right? your own personal happiness, your, your spiritual level will be very, very key who you marry in this world. You're, you're, you're 22, 23 years old. The person doesn't always think so deeply. And it's also what level you are. If you, you go down at 22, 23, 24, 25, you marry low, religiously. I'm not talking about anything but, but religious right now. That can have consequences forever. And if people could change, possible, but you can't bank on that. Right? So I always tell them, you know, raise your bar now. Because... When you're going to get married, that's going to affect... You're 24 years old, but it will affect the next 100 years of your life. It will affect who your children will be, who your grandchildren will be, who your great-grandchildren Until Mashiach comes, it will have an implication. You'll share the world to come with that person. You're going to be there done for a long time. Right? Think carefully. And at some level, you just can't marry anybody. <laughs> now... And technically speaking, I, you know, when, I, when I've spoken about Shalom Bayes, I said if you love somebody enough, you can make any marriage successful. If you have two people doing that. If two people giving all their efforts, any marriage could be successful. 
if you get too old, make all their efforts. However, we don't want to do that. We want to have two people who are have better chemistry, who have something aligned to be able to do well, same thing when you pick a career. Same thing, you have a young man or, man or woman picking a career, picking a life choice of where they're going to go. Now, that's a lot easier to change sometimes. If you want to be a doctor, you know, my mother always says, she would have. She should have been a doctor. Thank God she wasn't. I would have. Had a, I wouldn't have had a mother when I was younger. <laughs> but she loves medicine. My sister, Leah, so I was just home. So she's a PA. She's finishing her degree in a few months. She's gonna be physician's assistant. And my mother, you know, you know, that's what she would have loved to have been. Well, for whatever reason, she doesn't really regret it. But that was her natural aptitude. Um, so if you want to be a doctor, if you decide at 45 to be a doctor, not impossible, but a lot harder, very unlikely. And a lot of careers, you pick a career path, you're working hard to change. So how how does one know what career is important and what maximal success? Because why is it important for me to It's not enough just to believe in Hashem. We have to do the proper hishtabas. I remember, if, you know, I said, if you go on a date... Now, if you want to get married, you also, we'll, we'll actually discuss this coming next, not this week, but in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit some really, really important things about Bitochon. Uh Don't go on vacation. You have to cancel that trip over there. Or, or listen, don't worry, we'll, we'll tape it just for you, Mrs. Hartman. Okay? Uh, it's some really important stuff. But, you know, in the sense is, we have to do proper shots. So let's say you're going to go for a date. Let's go back to marriage. If you want to marry somebody, if you go on a date and you don't brush your teeth, you smell, let's say you're a man, you're going to see a man come in and he's wearing a tie like this. You're walking around like this, you think he's going to get married to anyone? Scary. Maybe he marries somebody, you know, if he, if he has stains on his shirt. What? Sees what she's like, right? It's a, per, it's a match made in heaven. I, I, um, but you ha- a person's obligated to do normal things to get married. You can't just imagine marriage. You want to make a job. If if you if you do run your business terribly, you're not going to make money. You can't blame Hashem for that. You didn't do what's necessary to be successful. You want to go for a job interview, and you sit down in the interview, and they say, "Well, why do you want this job?" Uh, I don't know. What's the job about? Let me check my papers. What's the chance of getting the job? Zero. Right. It could have been Gozer and Shaman, you could have got the job, but if you don't know why you're the job interview, you're not going to get it. So we're obligated to do proper efforts to, to be successful. Well, we're not picking a job. It doesn't make a difference what job we pick, what parnasa we do. And the answer we'll see is tonight, yes, it does. And it depends on the bracha we'll get, on the personal satisfaction we'll have, on our happiness level, on our success level. And on many other levels. And it's important, you know, I mentioned that I first learning, started learning Bitachon. I was, this was married 14 years ago. So, like, my second month in that, into marriage, I started, uh, I, I started, I was learning Lakewood Yeshiva. And I had been accepted to law school. Try to figure out, should I go to law school? Should I not go to law school? What does God want from me? You know, I was, I was quite happy in Lakewood and so I started learning Bitochan and ultimately as I mentioned in the first class I realized that Bitochan is not just what job you pick and how much effort you have to make to get a job but uh, the whole demeanor of a person the whole of a person the whole 
happiness of a per- happiness of a person, as you know, as I mentioned, it has such a, a profound impact. And, and the job a person picks, the job a person picks, well, that will really affect their happiness. If you're if you're doing the wrong job, think about it. If you're living the wrong life, if you marry the wrong person. If you marry the wrong person, don't marry the wrong person. If you did speak to you privately, we'll put a so we can do. None of you did, but but right. But if you're, if you're in the wrong situation, it's very hard to be successful. It's very hard to truly be, you know, happy. So that's why picking not to have gay married tonight, but picking the right job will affect our not only our belief system but our ability to be successful. So how does a person pick the right job? Says the author. Now that we've clarified, the obligation to be cognizant, as we've discussed, that everything comes from Hashem. All bracha, all blessing, all atzlacha, all success comes from Hashem, but we're still obligated to do normal things, to do normal things to get that success. Nevara Atta. He ain't called Adam, Machaza, or called Siba Mesibos Hatar. It's not everyone has to do the same. It's not the, what job a person gets, how a person makes a living. Now remember, p- making a living is a gazero. Or was it, it was actually at some level a curse to Adam. Bezeas Apecha, Torah with a sweat of your brow, you're gonna eat bread. It doesn't happen, right? It's, even if there's a difficulty, now we'll see, if we do what's correct, um, person uh, will not look at their job as necessarily a curse but uh, as a blessing and an opportunity uh, many ways for a person to make a living now we're going to go back the author's living in 11th century Spain so some of the jobs are not going to be current but the, the concept will certainly be very very pertinent relevant, contemporary germane I may think of any other synonyms uh, apropos, there we go. Uh, so some of these jobs are easy. Man, Nikolos, Shetarchan, Maat. Some are very easy, not so much effort. Kishchayra bechanus. Right now, it doesn't mean it's not a hard job. It's not physical labor. That's what he's talking about. You're you're in the store. You're selling products. Now I know Mrs. Nadia's going to tell me she used to pick up the boxes. You gotta move things around, but if you let's imagine you're by the counter, do you make or pick up all the boxes? No, no? you're doing it. So or like you know the counter, you do it. Why is it Rami doing it? Off the top, what's up? Okay. So because or handiwork, which is not physical labor. For example, kafir sewing. Right, once upon a time, you didn't go into. Uh, no, actually, today no one goes into Gap anymore. Either. Also, they order it online. But once upon a time, you, everyone sewed things. You had to actually make people make clothes. You went to a tailor. <laughs> you wanted a dress. You went to the tailor. They made you a dress. They, they measured you, right? And you, 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 you they made it. Or ka'achoy, ichoy, which is weaving, which is another non-physical labor. Basafras, a scribe or writing. Ve'itza mischarev, you'd be a contractor. You get to tell people what to do. Schira Arisa, a person who hires the laborers, hires the field workers. In those days, remember, in the 11th century, probably 95% plus of the economy was agrarian, agricultural. 
get lots of laborers. You're in charge of hiring people. Poalim uh, or the workers of Shamashim Adama, you're in charge. That's not, all those jobs are not heavy on labor. They're not, you're, you're more directing, we're calling desk jobs today, for example. Well, Mehan, and certain types of jobs, are Sibas Yesh Mehan Yegiya Vitairach. They'll take a lot of physical labor, hard labor, blue collar, Kiibud Ho'iris, for example, tanning hides, which was, they did. Hotsas Harbarzal Vanachoshis Minamatsayam. Mining for iron and copper, going into mines and chiseling away. This is before they had modern machines. You had to sit there and with an anvil, chiseling underground very often. Viziko kakasavaf, smelting metals. Nasa masasakfes, schlepping packages, carrying big packages from one place to another place. Or you have to have a job, which is an old Yiddish profession, be a peddler. You went for miles and miles selling wares, right? going from one part of, the, of Europe to another part of Europe selling things. You know, actually, in the 19th century, many of the German settlers said they were, they, they were peddlers. They went around selling things from one area to another area. Eventually, they settled down and started all, the, all of the you know, stores, but they were, many were, 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 were peddlers. Let's say you're, you're, you plow the land, you work the land, all these, that's labor intensive. So, right? Let's say you have a person, for example, who's brawny. What's brawny? Big, physical, strong, right? But not necessarily so sharp. Not necessarily like so. Towel. What? Like the paper towels. Brawny the paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're not sharp. They're not sharp. Okay, that's good. I got it. I try to figure out where the sharp came. You don't cut yourself from brawny shape. That's it. You got it. Okay. So someone is brawny, big, but not necessarily so acute, so wise. Uh, so wise. This kind of guy, it should be uh, doing labor, right? If you're a big guy, who's a strong guy, who's not a student, that's not your forte. That's that's how God created you. That's not who. You, that's who you are naturally at some level, right? That you know, what's this, this guy's name? Um, I'm just talking about him today, uh, Bron Le James. Okay, this guy, Bron LeJames. Huh? Who is his name? LeBron James. Oh, okay. Thank you. Ron LeJames, right? Okay. So imagine Ron LeJames decided, you know what? Uh, he's French. He's French. He's French. So imagine this guy decided to be a lawyer. He decides, I'm gonna, now, I don't know how smart he is or not smart, I, I, you know, but imagine, let's imagine he's not that. I mean, would he have been successful? Would Braun James have been successful in life, in life? He would not, would he, would he be in, making tens of millions of dollars a year? No. Why would he not? Because he would not be using his aptitude in the right way. He does in baseball. What? Like he does in, in, I think he's in football actually, but that's right. Trust me, yes. okay. he plays for the, the Cleveland Indians football team. So, 
So at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, see, not that you see the knowledge you can get. Right? It's all it's all there. So if this guy would have decided to be a lawyer. If he would have decided to be a lawyer, what would have happened? He would have been a failure. A complete failure. He would have probably flunked out of whatever law school. San Jose City College Law School. And never been, he would have been a no, he, he's a big guy. He should have used his strength, in this case, to play football. Okay? <laughs> Someone who's more weak, weakling, a guy who's more less brawny, not so big, he should not pick necessarily heavy labor. which takes which is a little bit easier for him, and he'll could do it consistently. So, example, example, uh, Mr. Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz. Imagine he would say play football. He says, "You know what? I'll play football." I'll play football. He thinks he's going to hit three point shots for. The Golden State Giants playing football. <laughs> Can you imagine Alan Dershowitz doing that? You know who Alan Dershowitz is, right? Instead of being a lawyer, he would have been playing for the Golden State Giants football. That would have been a perpetual loss. <laughs> They're disgracing the teams. <laughs> I'm giving them a cover, trust me. Um, so, on a serious note, a person takes their strength and puts the wrong area. So the first thing we're going to build on this, now we're going to get serious, is you got to know yourself. If you're seven feet tall you, and, and your name is LeBron James, right? Uh, you should be playing basketball. Right? You should not be trying to be a lawyer. Right? Again, if you're good at basketball, I'll see you in a second. If you could get a perfect LSAT, like Mr. Dershowitz probably did, you, you don't think about being a football player or a basketball player. Right. You know, it, you, you'd be misusing your skill set to do that. Okay. Yeah. It's not always that easy. Wait, when I've just started. It's for five Of course it's not easy. We'll get, we're going to make it easy for you. Yeah. Or easier. We'll get, uh, easy, we'll see. Easier for sure. Most of the time you have to fight it. You don't know, obviously, unless particular cases, you don't know what you will be good at. So, you have a dream of something, but most of people, they have to work hard to go there. It's not easy because, you know... So you're saying for your cousin, LeBron James, it was easy, but for for other people, it's not. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that when you present it like this, it seems so, that it was obvious it was like, it was the time to be... So I'm a good case He's study. successful in sport, you know, so I'm it was evident that um, he should not try to have a career in, in law. But maybe when he was in high school, he was, he, was, he was hesitating, I don't know, and maybe it was not that easy for him to choose this path, you know? So no, you're, you're absolutely right. And we're going to actually get to this question tonight. Hopefully, you'll come back if, if it's... Okay. I, 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 I think it will make it easier... Get Mrs. Stolen to, to smile. Uh, all right, we'll make it easier. It'll never be a hundred percent easy. We're going to touch on this tonight, okay? So, with the whole autumn, here's something very important. There's certain jobs, professions, which a person has an innate, tivi, natural 
desire it could be successful in. God implanted into a person a love for and an appreciation for. And we look at the rest of the world, not only in human beings, but in all of the world, Akash Baruch gives certain, what we call them, aptitudes, certain tendencies where that creature could be successful in. Cats are good in catching mice. They're good. They're, they're excellent at it. When people have too much mice, they get more cats. They, they, they do a wonderful job. Someone's telling me, yeah, they, they have a cat and they find dead mice with their heads severed on their backyard. Right? They're great at finding mice in a cat. Uvetevahanates and a sparrow. Zedas Mashuelamanoif can catch smaller, not sparrow, uh, <laughs> uh, like a falcon type thing, sparrow, uh, can go ahead and, ca- and catch smaller birds or other animals. Uvetevahayel, certain types of ram like things, can catch snakes and eat snakes. Um, it's not a ram itself. Certain types of fish, pelicans, right, they're created to catch fish. They do a good job at it. Storks, nice long beaks, right, snouts, there's other animals to catch, right, to, to, get, to catch ants if you're, you know, anteaters. Right, they have natural abilities to be successful. They do. If a Stork tries to eat a lion; it's going to get eaten, <laughs> right? If a stork is going to eat, it's going to try to eat apples. It's going to get a bellyache. It won't be able to successful. I don't know if its beak could even eat an apple. Who knows what? Um, every creature, God created in these creatures. They have different tastes of vegetation. Or some are not. Some are some are carnivores, and they eat other species, other animals. Uh, he's built, but and other animals are only are, are only eat vegetation. They're omnivores, right? And they are created specifically to eat a certain thing, to sleep a certain way. Some animals are night creatures. Others are, 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 are day. Some can go in the water. Some go on land. Some do both. How long their legs are. How, how they catch fish. What kind of nails they have. Do they have beaks? Right. Do they have sharp nails? For example, a lion has claws. Tigers have claws to maim. To maim, and they're not eating little fishies, tigers and lions, or bears. Okay, bears really fish. Vakarnai on the shore of the isle, and other animals have horns. And and some and animals that only eat vegetation, they don't need these kind of claws or sharp teeth. You don't need you don't need you don't need fangs. To eat mushrooms. That's how you eat. Probably harder to eat mushrooms if you have fangs. It's got stuck in your teeth, you get cavities. Mm-hmm. 
Midas B'nai Adam, just like in the animal kingdom. All of the animals are uniquely created for their habitat, for their diets, for they have to be. There is innate in the animals, if they want to be a successful animal, they have to know who they're going to mate with, who they can eat, where they can live. Right? Certain animals can only live in certain environments. Actually, just parenthetically, the reason why American uh, cows have a much higher percentage of not being kosher is because they're, they're in abnormal environments. They're, they're, they're not meant to live where they live, and they, 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 they keep them in abnormal environments. In South America, where they're free-ranging, and, they have, and, they're, and they're actually natural born there, not European tra- transfers, right? They have much, not even way higher percentage of kosher animals because their bodies are, 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 are crafted for that kind of environment. All of us, just like all our faces are different, all our character traits are different, our tendencies are different, so our backgrounds are different. There is in every person the gufaim uchanis aschares has different character traits, different strengths for different parnasas. Misha mitzi b'midaisa v'tivo kosef el malacha malachas v'ye gufoy roila. If you have a desire to do something, v'yuchal lispal as tarcha. And you can do it, do it. You should go ahead and run after that. Take that as your job. If that's your strength, take that as your job and take the good days and the bad days. Let me just embellish on this. I'll give you a little personal story and then I'll go into a general thought on this. So, actually, as younger, you know, also, you know, the, my, the worst thing is my mo- not my worst, but now I have to be a doctor. You have to be a doctor. Cause my other thought, doctors were great. This is before Obamacare, and uh, and you know, whenever a Jewish mother wanted their kid to be a doctor, so but I thought I'd be a lawyer. And when I was young, and then I flipped. I thought I'd be a doctor, and then this is where it gets important because we know it's in high school is irrelevant. Um, I was in Israel. I was in Israel for a couple of years in yeshiva, and I decided I wanted to live in Israel, and I wanted to work half a day, half a day, and learn half a day, and I wanted to make aliyah. So I was 19 years old, so 20 years ago. So I decided that's what I was going to do. Like a few months, I could become a dentist. At the time, Israel needed dentists. I would make. I had been two years studying yeshiva in Israel. I would come back. I would go. Uh, to become a dentist and dentistry was a great profession at the time I'm not sure about it today I haven't really researched it today it's still good in Israel dentistry yeah so I'd become a dentist um, and I'd work half a day and learn half a day that was my goal so I get I'd come home and do summer school before going to back to yeshiva do summer school I decided to take a science class my first day I was taking physics in summer school and I'm in the class taking physics I've been in yeshiva straight for two years and I'm imagining myself 
my first class in summer school with my whole plan to be a dentist, I'm imagining myself taking sciences for the next seven to eight to nine years of my life. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't enjoy this. And I, I was just envisioning, like, I'm, I, for months I had told my parents, I'm gonna be a dentist, and I told my plan. I said, great, if that's what you wanna do, fantastic. And, and, and this is my first class in summer school, imagining myself doing something I really don't particularly like. I'm not sure if I could do it or not. This, I, had, I, it, I hadn't taken sciences for a couple of years. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I never loved science. It was okay. But why in the world am I... And I said, I walked out of that class, I'm out of here. <laughs> I literally left that class. I called my mother on the way back. I said, I'm dropping this class. I'm not becoming a dentist. I am not spending the next nine years. Let me just point out, I was 19 at the time, and I was supremely naive. I, I'll tell you why, besides the fact that I didn't like that, I'm going to tell you how off it was. I'm not good with my hands. I'm not, I'm not particularly agile with my hands. Now, when you think about it, a dentist has to uh-huh. be really good with their hands. So why, was I be, why did I want to become a dentist? I was looking at what I wanted to... Not what I was good at, but what I wanted. I wanted to, to live in Israel. I wanted to work half a day and learn half a day. I didn't even think about the job. I just, it just was, not a question whether I was good at it. Not a question whether I was good at it. Not a question of whether this is something I would enjoy. It's like I think, could be good at something and enjoy. Two different things. We'll get to, we'll get to that. But what I imagined would be good for me. Thank God, <laughs> I didn't do that. I would have been a failure. You know, I, I, I would have been an absolute failure. As, as I would probably would have done well in school, but I would have been a failure as a dentist. I don't have good hands. I am not particularly, you know, I remember as a kid, I took an IQ test. I did pretty well on the, you know, on the mental part. And I, like, it was really mediocre. <laughs> on the, like, his hand is a separate thing. For like that. I was like, you know, agility, I was... So, like, what was I thinking? I was 19 years old. That's the truth. Fine. Then I'll go back, and I was decided to take the LSAT. I was, a, for, I was a history major. Just to show you natural aptitudes, you know, I, I'm pretty good at history. Um, you know, I just say this. I won the award for Yeshua University for the, the, for the college, for the history award. So that came very, very naturally to me. I, I, it's not like I put a lot, I have a good memory for this, I enjoy it, I like it, I appreciate it, but I would take that, for example, in college, and like, I wouldn't study, I'm not joking, I would like, I would be like, a few minutes before the final, and bam, I was the biggest joker about that. But there are other classes, I, I, I would never forget the statistics, mm-hmm. statistics, I, t- I had to take it, I killed myself, I was like, would read this book, I like. I was like, Hashem, save me, please. I can't do this anymore. Like two o'clock in the morning, I, it's like you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I had to spend so much time to do well in that class. It's like, Rebbeinu save me from this Hebrew language, right? Just like the language. Also, it took me a lot of time, more than the, the normal music. I was like, you know, I, I, I took a this guy Bartholomew, I mean, like, perfect name for a music teacher, right? Bartholomew. You know, and he like he had to take written and he had to listen to music, and, you know. And I had their music or art, and for sure I was thinking music over art. That was a no-brainer in my mind. 
And also, I said, I'm like, but here's the thing, history? Like that. You know, I won the department award, I'm telling you, I probably put minimal time into it. And other classes, it was just not natural. It didn't, I could put a lot, a lot of time to do decently, to, to do, to do well. Finally, so I could go, to go to law school. Okay. Then I went to Israel, pushed off law school for seven years? Years, I don't know more than more than quite a few years, six, I think seven years, almost seven years, to go to law school after college. I was in three yeshivas, Mir, Lakewood, Sharatora, and I decided to go to law school. Okay, why why I decided to go to law school is a long. We don't have time today. I'm just trying to show you to answer your question a little bit. So I went to law school, and I did very well in the LSAT. That was uh, more natural, and when I did in law school, I saw certain things. I was came very naturally to me. The analysis, first of all, with yeshiva background, I killed these people. Like, but writing, I was okay. There were people with much better writers than I was. They were very smart people. It's an Ivy League law school. You know, it wasn't. An, I'm not, I don't consider myself a natural at that. Um, but relevant, I'm in law school, and imagine this: I'm in law school, and I'm thinking, looking at law. I, when I went to law school, I, had, I decided to do one of the things: I was working in the family business, which I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to go. If I ever worked in a family business, I never wanted to go straight into it because then you're a slave for the rest of your life. You can never get out of it. I was going to be a lawyer, which is most most people go to law school. I was going to be a rabbi. From the beginning, I had a strong tendency to be a rabbi, but I had certain hesitations about it. Okay, I'm in law school and I'm thinking to myself. This, is this what I want to do with my life? Now, I don't regret ever going to law school for various reasons. Because uh, when I went, it was really a question I had in my life. If I knew for sure it was me a Rav, I wouldn't have done it. I, I had questions. I had friends whose fathers were rabbis who were not happy. You know, I didn't want to be... Uh, me personally, this is how it had to work out. So, But I'm in law school. And then I, I worked for a summer in a large law firm called D.L.A. Piper. It's the second largest law firm in the world. That firm was the largest law firm in, in Baltimore. And I was there for the summer. You see a law firm. You know what a law firm is real life? The summer, they wine you, they don you. It's, it's like la la But you watch what goes on there. Real lawyers work 65, 70-hour weeks. Okay? They get paid a lot of money. But they probably come out to minimum wage because they're working crazy hours. I mean, it's like crazy hours. But that wasn't really the question because I work crazy hours now as a rabbi. You know, I'm here very late at night. I meet people sometimes very late at night. I work seven days a week. Shabbos is not off for me. Far from it. Sunday's not off. So I said to myself, is this what I want to do? So here's the, 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 the three rules that I have that are based completely on Torah. And I've seen other places as well. There are three things that, which he pointed out. We have natural tendencies. So there's three things that, that I, 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 I think that everyone has to have to pick a job. And then I'm going to get to wrap with this. Number one is, when you're looking to do something in this world, you got to pick something you're good at. Okay? You have to have, as he brought down, natural tendencies. If I was crazy enough to be a statistician, Imagine I said, I want to be good at statistics. Or I want to be a dentist. I don't even have good hands. <laughs> Am I out of my mind? You have to pick something you're good at. You, you need, Hashem gives us natural 
abilities for a reason to be used. Right? If you love science, then that's something you should think about seriously. Not love. If you're good at science, right? if you're good at something, who created you being good at something? Our Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give you your success. Have Hashem creates a person with natural talents, whether they're a speaker, whether they're physically good, whether they can be good at basketball, whether they they're very fine hands, you know, to do diamond cutting or 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 or, or surgery, pick what you want. And if you have good hands, that's a, a, that's a gift from Hashem. If you love math or you love science or you love history, pick something you're good at. You have to be good at the thing you choose to do. You can't take a job because you want to be a dentist in Israel, <laughs> working half the day and learning half the day if you're not good at it. You, need, you can't pick a career because you want to make money if you're not good at it. Right? Not done yet. Right? You, the first thing is you need to be good at what you do. The second thing is you got to enjoy it. There are certain things in life which you can do, but you, you just don't enjoy. Right? When I was in law, I, I, I found myself doing Kirov on the partners and enjoying that and not enjoying law. I said, I want to work 65 hours a week and not love what I do. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Not love. I, I was teaching for teaching on, on campus in law school. I was learning. I was smicha. I was... It was a young person. I, I didn't start speaking as a rabbi. I was on yeshiva, spoke very often. I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I enjoy that. I don't enjoy law. I, I, I don't... It, you gotta pick something you enjoy. Right? You can be good at something, but you find it to be painful. It's not so pleasant for you. It's too stressful, and you need not stressful jobs. It's... You can't work 70 hours. Just like if you physically can't handle it. If you're... You may enjoy... You may enjoy... You know, lifting weights, but you can't, you're not good at it, right? You gotta do something you're good at and enjoy it. You gotta enjoy, pick a job where you can see yourself doing happily. And the third thing is, this is also very subjective, you need to see some better good in what you do. You gotta feel like you're doing something positive. Now, doing something positive could be working in high tech and supporting a Jewish family, paying tuition. Right? It could be, you know, it could be uh, a dentist and cleaning people's teeth and making people have a beautiful smile. It could be become a rabbi and inspiring people. It could be whatever. You need a person needs to see in the job they pick that good that they're doing, whether it's for their family, for themselves, for the world. There has to be something more altruistic for a person to be truly successful in what they do. Now, how do you know, going back to Mrs. Braun's question, well, all of us, this is very important, have natural aptitudes. And at some level, if we're, we look for the truth and we look into ourselves, what are we good at? What should we be doing? Right? What, how can I contribute? And we're honest. The problem is usually when we're younger, we're not thinking in these terms. And I'm telling you, I personally did this. I was out of my mind at 19 years old to think I was being a dentist. I would have been an abject failure, right? An abject, and I would have hated it. I probably would have gone to gone to work, even if I would have been a poor, been a bad dentist, and, a, and hated my job on top of it, right? Because it's not what I want to be doing. It was just not thought out. I was thinking, I want to work half a day and learn half a day. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I highly doubt I would have enjoyed it. He, he, a per, and, I, and so there I would have saw a greater good. Personally, I could have said, I'm living in Israel, learning Torah. So I would have had number three, but one and two, failure. So law, I probably would have had pretty good at. I would not have enjoyed, and I questioned if I would have had number three. So for me, personally, who I am, I'm very happy with what I do. I love what I do. I'm very appreciative of it. Hopefully I do a decent job, but I love, you know, I, I, but it came through not one night. And the other thing is, no matter what a person does, you have to do a lot of prayer. I personally prayed for years to do something that should be the right thing for me. Years. Um, Sometimes it's trial and error. (laughs) I also went to law school. I was very expensive. It was three years of my life. And I don't, I, maybe I use it, it's a nice thing, but I'm not a lawyer. I am, actually I am a lawyer, I take that back. I'm not practicing law. Okay? It's a very expensive and time consuming thing to do, something you're not doing. Now I have no regrets because I, I, it was a, something I, I personally, a path that worked for me under the circumstances of my own personal life. I would not recommend it necessarily for other people. But that, you know what? That was my self exploration. It gave me certain skills on top of it, so. I don't feel I wasted my life uh, doing that. But in, a person needs to look at ourselves. You know, I mentioned before, Rabbi Aaron Cutler was the greatest sage in America. He was the Galvah Hador. He built Lakewood Yeshiva. He built Torah Masoras. He was the greatest sage of the 20th century who lived in America, Rabbi Aaron Cutler. Goyin Otsum. Right? Genius of genius. Right? The man could have done many things in his life. Imagine Rabbi Aaron Cutler would have been doing chesed all day. Anyone heard of Arya Levine? Anyone read the book Katsarik of our time? Great book, right? Unbelievable book. Arya Levine. Anyone, anyone didn't read it? It's a good book to read. Felt I put it out. Anyone have the book? I think the show has a kid's version. It's a great book. So Arya Levine, who was Rav Yashiv's father-in-law, who was uh, Rav Chaim Kanyevsky's wife's grandfather, uh, so Ari Levine was known as a Tzadik Yerushalayim. He used to visit the prisons. He used to have t- dozens of guests. He had all kinds of doing chesed all day. No, he was a very patient person. He was a principal of a school for little kids. Right? Very, very caring. Very bald chesed. If Rab Ari Levine would have tried to become a Aaron Kuller, it may have been a mistake. Right? If Rab Aaron Kuller would have went, went visiting hospitals and prisons all day, it would have been a tra- tragic error. <laughs> That was not who we're supposed to be. He still, you need to know who we are to be successful in this world. Bitochon means everything comes to much of it. We need to do our part. If you have a person who's not good in business, opening a business, they're going to fail. And it's their fault. You can't say, God, this is not my character. If a cat imagines it's a dog, or if a dog imagines it's a birdie, Right? It's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> yeah, a dog will climb a tree and jump off thing and it's gonna fly. Well, what's gonna happen to the dog? Right? It'll be a hot dog, right? It's not gonna, it ain't gonna, ain't gonna work. Right? If you have all of a sudden, you know, an animal thing you could swim in, it doesn't have fins, it's gonna drown. So the same thing's with us. We have skill sets that Hashem gave us. We have, some of us, if, if you're not an intellectual and you're, you, you want to become a philosopher, <laughs> you're doing the wrong thing. 
Right? If Hashem makes you six foot seven, you better think why in the world have a body of a six foot seven person? What should I be doing with it? Hey, you're not supposed to be a librarian. Maybe to actually to reach high, high to reach high to reach high. Maybe you, know, you never know. Hey, but that's that's the first thing. And then Hashem says, you know what? Certain people enjoy different things. Some people are good at things and enjoy. So yet a person has to look at themselves. What am I good at? What do I enjoy? And what do I see myself helping? Whether you know, supporting a Jewish family to build a mishpacha of Israel, it's a great thing. Right? Some people enjoy being, someone, I had lunch with someone last week, he told me, he told me they enjoy the intellectual pursuit of a job. It expands them as an individual. So that's yeah. pursuit of what they do. They're in high tech, and they find it to be challenging, it expands their minds. So they, enjoy, they love what they're doing. They, 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 they appreciate the challenge. They like the challenge. So they view their number three as character development. You know, becoming this renaissance man, which is a bigger person. Fine. That's how a person is doing. And the reason this is so crucial is because you can't rely on Hashem if we don't do our due diligence. Right? If you imagine going the following thing, marrying a girl, or in this case, hopefully nobody marries girls, except for me, right, in this room, Marry a gentleman and having no idea what he's good at, what he likes, you know, blind date and getting married. That could be a tragic error. You would never do that. You would say, is this the right person? Are we compatible? Do I like him? You know, is he from enough? Is he religious enough? Of course, there's a certain amount of amunah and bitachon a person has to have. But we do what's, what, what we can see working. In job, career, parnasa, that's exactly the same thing. And if we're post career, if we're retired, if you want to volunteer, right? If you want to volunteer, if you want to invest your time and energy in something, you got to go ahead and say, well, what can I do a good job with? What do I enjoy doing? How do I see I'm helping people? Helping society? Helping myself? Helping ourselves is also very important. I know certain people that can't take certain jobs, even if they're good at it and they may enjoy it, but they can't handle the stress. They cannot handle the stress. Some people, they, it's, it, it, they, they can't handle the boredom. <laughs> There's certain jobs they may be good at, and they may do a good job at, and they may even enjoy it, but they, after a while they get bored. Just not stimulating enough for them. It's not, doesn't rankle them enough. Certain people, they need to, a desk job, they get ants in the pants. They just need to get out. You know, they, need, they want to just enjoy the air. You see, we got to know ourselves. If a person, this is, listen, listen carefully, this is, if a person is, looks for the truth of themselves, t- answers these questions, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? How do I see myself contributing in a way that will make me happy? And Davin's guaranteed of doing it. Because Hashem created us with that ability. <laughs> guaranteed. That you know, a person will find what they're supposed to do as well. If we don't do it, very possible to make an error. Very possible to, to end up in a job that we're not supposed to be. Sometimes we could change it, and we should change it if we can, right? Right? And sometimes a person can be locked in for years based on previous decisions. Um, but you're guaranteed if a person does it. And certainly, the worst thing I think parents do. Um, obviously, my parents went along with the flow. Whenever I changed, they said fine. After a few months, <laughs> uh, uh, they got But imagine telling a kid, "Do this." You should be this. You should be this. You should be. I mean, they may or may not be cut out for this. 
And the truth is at some level there's a divine inspiration for us what we're supposed to do if we look for it. If we're honest with ourselves. If we don't care... Sometimes people do jobs because their friends are doing or that's what they think is popular or that's, you know, or that's glor- glamorous. Right? And it's not cut out for it. Not cut out for it. Uh, I remember... Years ago, it's a, in, I don't know if it exists anymore. It's in the ancient days, I had to do a report in high school. They called the library. Remember this thing? You know, there were books. You know, these things before before internet. Believe it or not, when I was in high school, it was before the internet. I feel like I'm ancient. So I had to do reports. You had to have books. Can you believe this? And you researched using books. And I remember I was in the library. And I went to a classmate myself who was doing research. I'm sitting next to this guy, he must be 20 years old. And I'm researching. And he starts up a conversation with me in the library, Miami Beach Library. And he must be 20 years old. And he was like maybe 5'10, like 170 pounds. So he says, You have a lot of books. Look, he said to me. He was reading books on weightlifting. So I said, Yeah, I'm doing research. So I got this conversation. This guy said, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, well, I want to be a professional weightlifter. That's what you do for the rest of your life? And I said, yeah. I said to him, you don't look that big. <laughs> Lucky he didn't kill me. But I'm looking back at this guy. He's in La La Land. You know, like, you know, he probably watched like these 350-pound guys you know, like lifting weights, and he was in La La Land. It's like, if this guy could have told me he wants to be an NFL football player, like, what are you out of your mind? Who you know? You, you know. Uh, again, if Alan Dershowitz says, "Okay, Cleveland Indians, I want to play football. I'm ready." Or LeBron, Le, what's his name? LeBron Curry. And he says, "I want to go ahead and be go to go to Harvard Law. I can't get into Penn Law. I'm gonna try to go to Harvard Law. Right? <laughs> let me in. Right? If LeBron Curry tries to do that, they probably will let him in today because they want the, the publicity. But if he's 20 years old." They're not getting uh, uh, the 170s, whatever, to get the LSAT to get into Harvard Law. It's not, and if they try it, it'd be a failure. Right? The, a person, we need to be, we have to know who we are. And that's how, how we'll be not only successful, we'll be happy, we'll be productive. But that's not it. Once we do that, you have to take the good days and the bad days. Because there's no job, there's no career that doesn't have failures, sometimes the person gets fired, some people sometimes gets rejected. I, the, the, in my humble opinion, the greatest president this country ever had was Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the man did, the, took on tremendous amount of things, level-headed. I mean, the man, you know, and, and, and I, I'll, I actually, it's, it'll be on the, it'll be on uh, on the bulletin. So probably, Jacob will probably put it on tonight or tomorrow on the YouTube or on the show. Well, I spoke this week at City Council. I spoke about leadership. I mean, in not looking only for popularity, Lincoln was grossly unpopular for large parts of his presidency. Grossly unpopular. I mean, the man, at one point, people want, you know, he did get killed. <laughs> but there are many people who want to kill him. And he did very, and do you know how many times he was voted in? to office before he became president? No, he failed. He lost every election. No, he kept losing elections. He lost almost every election for 20 years. 
He had many failures, but when he became the president, right, he was successful. I actually quoted at city council the most, if you ask me, the greatest statesman of the 20th century was Winston Churchill. That he was a person who lost office also, had constant, I mean, he was in cabinet for many years. His story is different than Lincoln's, certainly. But it didn't come easy. He had very hard days. You know, a guy like Menachem Begin for Israel, he, he went in 1948 till 1977, he was in the political wilderness. Right? And he was mocked, called a terrorist, Ben Gurion. All the years that he was in Knesset, never once referred to Begin by his name. Can you imagine in the Knesset together? He wouldn't refer to him by his name. That's not for a day. That's for years. Pick a job that you're good at, you like, you see you're great or good, you're going to have bad days, but that's your job. That's where your success is going to be. There's no job in the world, there's no career, and we'll get to you know, where, other things, where there's not good days and bad days, there's not struggles and, uh, and failures, but when you find what you, you're supposed to be doing, you, you stick with it through the good days and the bad days. You're not a quitter at that point. Because this is your goal in life. This is what Hashem created you for. This is where you'll find success. I, I, I Noah Weinberg, Satsal, right, who was one of the biggest McCarvin who's found in Asia Torah, or Sameach, right, it was instrumental in so many Kirov things. Asia Torah was the fifth yeshiva he started. You know, for, for about a decade, he just kept trying to start things and they were failing. You know what that is? Start something, invest in it, and it fails. But he had a vision of what he wanted to do with his life. He was a driven individual. <laughs> because he didn't give up, he was successful. If the person, when they find this, where they're supposed to be doing their career, they have to bear and take the good days and the bad days. And sometimes you may not make some money. There'll be periods where it goes dry. The, the, the market's not good. You know, people in real estate, they can have a few years where they don't make money. And they, they, but if that's what they're good at, they got to stick with it. You're good at real estate. You can, you like it. You enjoy it. You appreciate it. I'll be talking about I'll give you, I'll give you money in this. Now, if you want to be a postal office person, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a fine, decent career, but you're not going to be a millionaire. It's, it's, it's it, in and of itself. Is limited. <laughs> it's a it's a clee which you're not gonna in that job you're not gonna become a millionaire. Just, you, you, you know, it, 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 inherently or not. Certain certain jobs are more elastic for bracha and parnasa. But your person could say, listen, postal. You're working for the post office. I like it. I it's an outdoor job. I get to meet people. I get a pension. It's whatever nine to ten, nine to five or whatever, whatever it is. It depends on how many days, four and a half days, five days, six days, it depends on which the government wants at that point in time. Right? Yeah, do it. You can't expect to become a millionaire doing that because that's like saying, you know, um, uh, I want, I'm relying on a miracle. It's not natural for a post, postal office man to make a million dollars on that job. Now, you could take money and invest in the stock market, 
you expand your ability to make money, right? You save money, you invest it. So this post office man can make money that way. Now Hashem can give you bracha that way, especially if you know what you're doing. But you, in the job of a post office man, you're not a postman, you're not or woman, you're not going to make a millionaire. But if you, that's what you see, you're good at, you enjoy, you appreciate. So you say, I'll take a career that makes less money because <laughs> this is what I, I, I love doing, and I'll have a, a stress less stressful life. I'll see my kids. I can have see my wife. I can, you know. I get to speak to people. I hate desk job, and here I get to go out, get fresh air. I mean, I'm su- assuming you're a post office person in California, if you're in Minneapolis. Well, good luck to you, uh, right? But yeah, you gotta know. You gotta say good days and bad days. But you gotta make money. I don't make money. When you know what you're good at, you know what you enjoy, you see your strengths, you see your aptitudes, and you see what your, your vision to do, what you can be successful in, uh, you'll do what's necessary to be successful. To do the mitzvah, God commanded us, God said, be involved in building the world. For example, all these um, taking care of the ground, harishasa, plowing it, so you also seeding it. God took Adam by nechenu God put man and God Eden to work the land. That's which is which not which the way Chavos is learning it. Actually, the Avos Rabbi Nasan learns it that way. The Mabit learned it that way in Avodas Elohim, but others learned it as spiritual. The spiritual. He's learning it that Adam was put in Gan Eden with a, a with a command: work the land. And you have to use other forms of creatures. Right? Talking to Adam, you should get married and have relations and to bring children to this world. Now he says, once you're doing this, you have the right perspective. Okay? The right perspective. And you have the uh, correct Zoltanshan. Listen to what he says. If you pick what you're supposed to be doing, you invest in it. The Inisker al Kavanaso Bahem, the Matspuno. When you do what's correct and you make the effort. Right. You're rewarded even what's in your heart and your dreams to do. Because you didn't even get to do it. You, you, you're trying to do something positive. You're re- required for it. Ben Shimon Chavtso, Ben Shalayik Chavtso, whether you're successful or not. A person who works and makes effort, it's praiseworthy in Tavlach. You open a store, you open a restaurant, try a career, and you picked it. Right? Because that made sense. <laughs> Making sense means, you know, today people have actually, you don't need it. It could be helpful. You have a career coach. You have, uh, you can't figure out what to do. I mean, you should, everyone should be able to figure out what to do. You should be able to see what we're good at, what we like, what we enjoy, and look for those opportunities in this world. Um, you'll be good at all your deeds. Should be for the sake of heaven to be to do what's right. The abetchayna, right? Some people that are in certain careers, they they, they know they'll compromise and religiosity. It's a problem. They'll bend. 
in, in kedusha and holiness or in honesty in in um, you know in in, in 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 God forbid working on Yom Tif or Shabbos or, or ability to you know if you're not working maybe you'll, you can't leave your job behind you can't function in your house you know the wife and kids the job comes with you all all, all the time right? that's a problem the person has to say well, what am I doing because ultimately we need Hashem's bracha don't think that it we're locked in. If I'm a re- in real estate, then I can't make it. If right now it's t- too tough. Right, if you're good at real estate, not, right, you should bear with it. Now again, if the whole market, if you were you were in, um, I know this is going back to the days of libraries, you're in the typewriter business. So that's a simon shamayim. You're supposed to move on. <laughs> you won't make money in the typewriter business. It doesn't exist anymore, right? You, that's so obviously something like that. We're not talking about. We're talking about something which inherently you can make a living in, right? You could do it, just not right now. You have to be talking. It will work out over time. Um, the Yeda Kiasibas Kulan Eitzlah Bayra Shavas. God can give you Parnasa with anything. Let's say imagine, let's say imagine a person wants to be, I may be honest, I've met guys in yeshivas who want to be teachers, and they're just not teachers. They're not articulate, they're not, um, they're not patient, they're not, uh, they don't enjoy why they'll be a teacher because they imagine you're coming for yeshiva I'll teach Torah so now it's like a, you're, you know Torah this is your teacher so I mean they're, they're, they're the wrong profession they're the wrong but let's say you meet a person in yeshiva I want to teach Torah and, and they're they have passion and they love people which you need to, to teach Torah and they're articulate um, and they just can't get a job so my answer is You'll get it. Stick with it. You're, if this is what you're good at, this is what you're passionate about, you'll get it. You you want to go ahead and, and you know you imagine you'll be a great um, someone's. I'm trying to think of what's not high tech. Let's go to high tech. We're in Silicon Valley after all, right? You love you love computers. You're good in engineering, and you're looking for a job. Just right now, it's a tough market, or you're not getting it. Stick with it. You'll get. You'll be successful, right? This is what you're good at. This is what you enjoy. Not the people tell you to do high tech. Why do I do high tech? Because it's a good market. That's not a reason to do high tech. <laughs> Easy to get a job. That's not a reason to do high tech. That is not a reason to do high tech. You do high tech because you enjoy whatever software or hardware or whatever you're doing. You you do it because you're good at it, and then you can talk about getting a job in that. Right? You need a person. Need, there's a success comes from doing what they're supposed to do in this world. Their happiness comes from that. When I meet unhappy people, I usually oh, in their jobs. I assume I try to help them, but I assume they picked the wrong career. 
Because if a person it doesn't, mean, oh, I'm not telling that person has good days or bad days. Happiness, success, and success, of course, is not necessarily how much money you make, or it's the whole picture. Do you spend time with your family? Are you happy with what you're doing? Do you, do, you, do you love your job? Do you appreciate what you're doing? Do you feel good about it? Are you good at it? And you may have a period of, 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 of difficulty getting to where you want to get. Darkness in there. You know, you're Abe Lincoln in 1855. You can easily feel like a failure in 1855. You haven't won anything. And he had a bad marriage on top of it, Abe Lincoln. Terrible marriage. She was a sugar nook. What it sounds like, you know, right? You know, like he could have easily given up. Right? There, there's so many people in the va- in the valley, by the way, who are failures at first. Failures. anything. It's your fail. Pick your career. What's your good and don't worry. Again, we're not talking about something where you're going to a typewriter business. If you're going to a typewriter business, you're, you know, you're making a mistake. Okay? If you're going to a typewriter business, you're not doing normal career choices. You're picking a career you're good at. Uh, you want to be a social worker. You want to be a dentist. You're good. You have good hands. You want to... You imagine... I had a chabrusa when I was in law school. This guy was in the medical school. He's today a doctor. And I was, I want to call, I wasn't, I did, I don't know, certain times I studied, but I was relatively a jokester as far as law school would go. You know, I took my classes, I was, I did fine, uh, but I was not like, uh, I wasn't studying all night, right? Uh, my Chinese classmates were, they were, whew, you know, they were like, you know, they didn't do as well, by the way, because I think they never, they never stopped to think. They're just working. People, it's, it's, you live in the morning in the library, come at night in the library, I don't know when they thought. I'm not joking. A person needs to be able to think. The Jewish kids did better because they were out-of-the-box thinkers. You can't be like that and be successful. In other words, I'm generalizing, obviously. Um, there's some of them were very successful. But, you know, there's a certain aspect where a person needs to be able to think as well. But I was, you know, but this guy, he would, we would learn every night, two hours a night. He would have nights he didn't sleep. Because he'd been up all nighters or rotations, you know, and he was starting like crazy, you know, really plugging away. And I said to him one time, like, "Why in the world are you doing this? Like, what?" So he told me, since he's eight years old, he wanted to be a doctor. He loves it. He loves what he's doing. If you love what you're doing, you know, if you appreciate it, you'll be successful. You'll, you'll, you'll do it. That's your, that's your talent. That's great. It's fantastic. Right? If, if you have a desk job and all you want to do is be outdoors, you're in the wrong career. Right? If you're, if you're, if you're a people person and you become working somewhere where there's no people, just doing paperwork, you're in the wrong parnasa. If you love numbers and you're dealing with people's teeth, and you're a dentist, you're doing the wrong thing. That person has to know what they're good at, what they like, seeing the goodness, and they'll be successful. Don't worry if the market's not right now. You'll get there where you're supposed to get. There's no Hashem can give, can give a, a, a lot of little. 
V'yamar ki Hashem ki Hu anoyz l'chal kachas l'chal. God gives us the ability to make prasa. V'yamar lo v'chayav lo v'kayach. Now with our strength, right? Ki imberuchi Amar she goes with my ability. If Hashem says, you, I created you with this kind of brain. Good at these subjects. Enjoying this, this kind of body, this kind of temperament. You know, ah, you want to be a mother. You want to be a mother. You want to have a family. You think you're going to be a lawyer in a law firm? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> you're supposed to be a mother. Doesn't mean you can't have a job. But think about what you need to be doing. Yeah, I created you in the world where you're supposed to be a mother too. Take that into account. Right? That's part of the picture. If you think you're going to be in a law firm working 70 hours a week, and you're leaving your two kids behind, you'll see them in the weekends, and you're going to be happy in life, you're making a mistake. Because they also created your mother, so you can't count that into the picture. That's part of who you are. Just like you're good at law, right? Maybe you should work part-time. Right? Maybe you should get a, a job where you work solo. you got to think about this. It's all part of the picture. And if a person does this, then they can rely on Hashem and they'll be successful. They can rely on Hashem because they're doing what they're supposed to. And whatever happens to such a person, they've done their part. And whatever happens, Hashem, whether it's good or bad, it's brought up from Hashem. It's what they need at that moment. They did what they're supposed to do to be matzliach, to be happy in this world. Any questions on this? Um, Wait, did I answer your question, by the way? Honestly. I, can I take my personal example? I was very bad in sciences. And I wanted to be a pharmacist. So you think at the time I should, I think, um, but I loved the job of, of pharmacy. And, and I knew it was going to be hard to get to the end of my study because I was really good in literature and in uh, uh, history and, you know, I, I had very cool grades in sciences, but I look after that. I look at the job and I thought I'd be great in this job. I love this job. That's what I want to do. So I go through it. It's going to be twice harder for me, but I need to get through that to get to the job. And I did it, but I was, my studies were very hard for me. So you think at the time I should have said, I'm not good in sciences. Uh, Ashen doesn't want me to be uh, in this field. So, okay, this is a great question. Um, so, so I, again, I don't, how old were you when you making these decisions? I was 18. You were 18. So, if I had I sat down with you when you were 18, right, now you're 27, right? Uh, <laughs> so, so, I would have said, listen, at the end of the day, I would analyze it as follows. How much of pharmacy do you need to know the sciences you're studying? How much, how important is that? Will it affect your ability to be a good pharmacist? Right? Will you, you know, will, will, will you, you know, be good at it? And it could be that you have such enjoyment from it and you see such a common good in it that it outweighs your liability, which it is, that you're not great at science. Again, I don't know if sciences have such an effect. On being a pharmacist, but remember when you're practicing pharmacy? Yeah, at the end, the, the job. No. But Do I you need to know physics when you're being a pharmacist? When you yeah. practice every day, you don't know. You don't use this that much. You know. At the end, what you have to, to know is the side effects, the um, medication so between them. So, did your background affect that or not? The fact that I was not good in sciences. Anyone yeah. die? <laughs> no, so here's a, so so I would say like this again. We're looking looking at it nine years later at age twenty seven. 
but I would say that I probably would not have recommended it per se to be honest um, because you're telling me that's not necessarily your strong point once in a while there's a certain urge or person which is not which you see that this you could be good at it despite that there's something to say about that but as a whole you may have had something you're better at which you're going to come easier and been just as successful or more successful so I don't know I mean it's hard for me to say today because also the job is different from so that, that makes a big difference. That's a big difference. That's, yeah. a, that's my point. If you're a dentist, like go back to my case, my hands are not good. <laughs> I could have been in school. I would, I, I, if I don't have good hands, that's a problem in the job, right? I'm not. I, I don't have fine motor skills to be a good dentist. So that could be a problem. If you're so that uh, you're good with your hands, you're good with sciences. You think you're going to like the dentist job? You go in the studies and. You end up with your diploma and you hate the job. Why? I don't know. I say if it can happen. I I I would I would I would contend. I would contend. Listen, there's always exceptions. But if a person thinks to not thinks to, I would say many people. I know I know from my own story. I know from many of my friends and many people in the show actually <laughs> that it's not that it, they they never tried it. They never experienced it. Listen, my brother came back from yeshiva right now. Can I just tell you, my, my, I have a brother, his name is Shimon Aaron, he's the Mir Koilol, the past five years. Okay? He, he, was, he was four years as in yeshiva as a bakr, then he got married, he was there for five years. So he's now 27 years old. He just came back two weeks ago to t- start a master's program in accounting. Why did he start a master's program in accounting? Because uh, my father had a CPA firm, he wants to work with my father. Okay? So that's him. Don't you have to see? You have to know. Don't those people work for my father? Go there, see what it's like. Most people, I'm telling you, from law school, who do, walked into law and didn't like it, or don't know what law is. They never knew what law is. They were, or they were, they were not being honest when they did it. They were not being honest. What the job is. I can tell you, I know what a pharmacist is to an extent. That's what you do. I can see what I can do it. You, you, a person, if they're honest, m- most of the failures, it's not whether they're good at it, but is that they don't know honest what the job really is. If you really know what a job is, you will be successful in it. If you do it, if, if that's right for you. It's just most of us, we're not honest with ourselves, and we're not honest with the job. We, we rationalize, I'll like it, I'll make it work, even though I'm not good at this, Again, I have friends who wanted to be rebellion and teachers, and they're there. I remember once I worked with Rosh Shiva, I said, This guy's out of his mind. He's shy, he's meek, he has no charisma. How is he going to do what he wants to do? I mean, he's telling me he lives in a, in a bubble. I mean, literally in a bubble that he was going to be some kind of rabbi and like inspire people. He was completely, you know, boring and not personable. Now, a nice person. Nice person. Today's actually a CPA, thank God. <laughs> right? But, I mean, I mean, he, he, it was not him. And we, and we all do that to an extent. We, so when I hear those cases, I don't believe you. I'm telling you, is it possible? 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, is a person did not look at their job seriously, did not know what it really entailed, because they really did, they would not end up that way. 
I've seen these people who go to law school and they want to be a lawyer and they drop out. What do you mean you didn't know you were working 70 hours a week? What do you mean you didn't know you're writing briefs? What do you mean you didn't know that this is what it entails? You knew this is what it entails, but you thought you would be different or you really didn't think it through or you saw the dollar signs. When I graduated, you make a quarter million dollars a year and you just rationalize it. But nobody, you know what it is. Right? There's no way, if you're honest with yourself and you know what you're good at, you know what you enjoy, you can't visualize yourself doing it. I... It's not true. It, it, it's because people didn't do due diligence ahead of time. You know, law school or pharmacology school or dental school or medical school is very different than job. And you and you go there, you need to know that. And you got to you can you can look in the summer, you can shadow, you can intern, and so is teaching. I remember, I I taught. I was a, I was a rebbe in in a, in a yeshivish camp for the summer, and I was teaching teenagers. And I said, I just don't enjoy this. I like adult education much better. It's more stimulating, real problems, less babysitting. I don't like being a babysitter. I sat there with these boys, you know, and 70% of the time it was babysitting. Now, there are teachers, if you're, uh, you know, I see my kids, now I babysit my kids. <laughs> I can't go to become a parent, you gotta do it anyways. Right? Because, well, you know, what, what percent of education with little kids is actually teaching? It's psychology, it's game, it's crowd motivation. I said, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I think it's a great job. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's very necessary. It's just not me. It's not what I want to do. I, I want, you know, I, I, I rabbi most of the things I deal with adults. <laughs> I do deal with kids, but 90-something percent is dealing with adults. Sometimes it's about the kids, which I'm very happy to do, and I have a few kids of myself. I have to know a little bit about it. But, it's not, you, you, and I knew that from one summer that I would hate being a teacher in a school. And I, and I, and in fact, I subbed it a couple of times and it reminded me why I hate being a teacher in this school. And, and not that I don't think it's a great job and it's right for certain people. But if I would and I could have easily rationalized that in a million other jobs and we all could do that. So I don't believe that people who thoroughly research or are completely honest end up that way. I believe that many of us, and I almost said it myself more than once, go into life and don't think through and are not honest and imagine and want to erase the negatives and then really jump into it and they're stuck. Yeah. Um, to love something and be good at it at this uh, something it could be completely two different things. You need both. You need both. But what if person loves one thing and good is and not good still cannot find what is his You need both. So then what? So you gotta find both. If it's not happening, if you're, you're, it's happening. You gotta find both. I know many cases when it's not happening, and it's never happened well, in my life. You know, many cases. Wait, so other people. <laughs> I know. Other I know many cases where it happened. I know my uh, in my life that it's never happened in my life. So you asked. I guess, so I don't want to get. So I that, mean, now it's too late to talk about it. Well, no, I, can, I have a lot for you. It's I, never happened I, in my life. So, 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 wait, wait, don't you, they can listen, it's okay, we can, okay, yeah, just in case Mrs. Sadovsky wants to listen to it after again. No, we can, we can, we can keep it, we can, so, 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 at the end, this is important, this is very important, I, I, I think this is great, so, at the end of the day, right, so, I, I can't speak for you, I really cannot, I can tell you that, as a general rule, most people could, if they look hard enough, find something they, they like and they're good at. Okay. Let's say you don't find 
that one area. So you've got to pick something you're either really good at and like a little bit, or really like and are good at a little bit. And that's what you do. <laughs> okay? There's some area where there's enough commonality and you're really, really good at something, and you like it enough, or you really, really like, and you're somewhat good at it, that's enough to be successful. But you need at least two of those at some level. And you definitely have... I can, I can pick that for you at some level. Right? So you can pick that for yourself. You may tell me, honestly, I love, I'm great at Okay, maybe. I, I don't know that. But there's some area where you can pick that you really, really like, and you're somewhat good at, or you're really, really good at, and you're somewhat like. The best is, you're really, really good at, and you really, really like. That's the sweet spot. <laughs> That's the great spot. That's when you find something, you know, where you're really good at. You know, I'll pick on Mrs. Hardman. Her husband, right? He's like a, a perfect doctor. He's a great memory, good bedside manner, right? I, I watch him teach his little kids with softball, t-ball. You know, he's that just he's like a, he, he, a little little league coach. They're patient, enjoyable. So if Andy Harmon would have decided to go ahead and he, you know, I can, actually I won't, I won't pick on him too much. There's certain things he would not have been good at. I can pick them for him actually. I know well enough. Right? And he's very good at what he does and he gets to learn and he's happy because he's in a job where he's meant for. There's jobs we definitely would not be for. Right? I, 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 I remember somebody was in a job and they're not computer savvy. Right? And they didn't like the job because it's not, it just wasn't them. If you're, you're, so, but let's say you're very idealistic. I'll tell you a story where it's not the case. I know a person who is in Kirov. I'm not going to say his name. He's in Shemayim now. But he was holy Joe. He had such a love of Jews, such a you know who he is actually, such a burning love for Jews. He was not articulate. He was definitely not a speaker, but he was so good because he loved what he did so much, and he cared. It was just so overcompensated <laughs> for his failure, not for his lack in other areas. You know, I think I could say Mayor Schuster. Remember Mayor Schuster? If anyone knows, he used to pull people off the wall. I, I knew him pretty well. He was like, you know, he asked a Shiloh from Rav Yashiv that when he's sitting shiva, could he go out to the to the and bring people to yeshivas and seminaries? He started the Heritage House in the Old City. I mean, you know, he asked a Shiloh, could he go out from shiva? Because pikuach nefesh for these young backpackers. Especially, he was his greatest success was in the seventies and eighties, and all these backpackers coming. Israel today's a different world, but he had. So, I mean, the man was so passionate about what he did, even though he was not particularly articulate. He wasn't suave. He wasn't this, but he had such a passion that it so overcompensated. So it was possible to not have be so strong, but be so passionate about something, love it so much, and the same thing. You could be so good, so excel at something, just so ahead of the curve. <laughs> In a certain area, and even if you don't like it, you can still be successful and and happy enough to, do, to and find your happiness in a little bit in other areas as well. Because you're so successful in this area, you'll get more side projects. But as a general rule, you need both of them, and you do have it. I can pick that for you. Certainly, you could. Any other questions? Yeah, yes. You already did. Oh, <laughs> you see? You see? I yeah yeah. Have you ever experienced um, white ghosts? And they're encouraged to be rabbinical uh, material, but they're not. Rabbinical. All the time, it's terrible. They're not rabbinical. And it's terrible. They should stay and 
they should learn, but they really are not good learners. Right. And they don't know how to develop what they're really good at. Yeah, absolutely. I see that in all, I, I see that in yeshivas in all areas of life. I see people, I, it bothers me to no end when I, when I meet people. And then children in trouble. Yeah, I, I, that's, well, I see all, I see it in the secular world as well. I meet a young people. I see that in Asia. No, I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you have first culture that people go to yeshiva and and get lost and get pulled into things they shouldn't do. But I see young kids, like these girls, they want to they want to do whatever. What are you doing? I'm, I'm in college. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to UCLA. Going to Brandeis. I'm going to Harvard. Going to Penn. You know, what are, what are you majoring in? Greek philosophy. Mm-hmm. What do you plan on doing with your life? Like, like what? Where in the world? You know. What are you doing? Like, yeah, do you, do you, do you want to live, make a living eventually? Like, what are you playing? Not thinking. No, same thing. They're not thinking. It's the exact same thing. They're not. They're, they're not making one decision that's going to have any impact. I like to talk to people who are doing it for you know expand. Once in a while, you had old, the old days. People went to university for for you know the advancement of their brain. No one's doing that. They're just not thinking when they're older doing their lives. They're making decisions. It happens in all parts of the world. I'm telling you, it's not unique to sheep. It happens to sheep as well. I've seen it, like you just said. They're not good learners, or they're not good for rabbis, or to be Rosh Hashivas, or to be teachers. Very easy to get lost. But it happens all the time. Right? It's just not thinking through. It also happens all the time that people are forced into professions because they're parents, spouses, friends, community, and then they end up not being happy. You know? It's uh, the, the, you know the, the part of this is thinking for ourselves, being honest with ourselves, looking to do what's right, davening for it. I mean, it's a shame we'll get it. Okay, we'll hold here. Thank you.